podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to the Scarlet Supporters Pembrokeshire Podcast. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Westra is Bestra, the Scarlet Supporters Pembrokeshire podcast with me, Lee G. Joining me as always is Big M. How are we, Mart? I'm good, mate. I'm good. How are you doing? Yes, slightly stressed. <laughs> slightly stressed, but we're getting it. We're getting it, mate. So, um, yeah, loads to, to talk about from... Um, from last weekend and and what's coming this weekend and what have you, um, so yeah, let's just dive straight into the Wales game and um, and do, do we need to? <laughs> well, uh, we can skip. <laughs> I think most people would be quite happy to just skip over it, but it just didn't make sense to me to play. We're, we're trying to play. A, we're trying to compete with the teams that have moved on from the last time Gatlin were there. With their, then they've moved on to a more expansive, creative game based on creative players who can see what's in front of them and and look at what's happening uh, and make a decision and the players around them react and it's, it's all high-tempo stuff. And then we selected a squad that is based on kick, chase, pressure and tackle and you know that's how we were going to score points. And then it comes to match day, and we ask the players who specialise in kicking and chasing and tackling and keeping things tight, and we ask them to play an expansive, creative game to match what's going on the other side of the pitch. It just makes no sense to me. Yeah. So, your thoughts? <laughs> it, it, every I think every minute of that game was a hard watch. I mean, I know the scoreline was pretty tight in the first half and we you know, we should have realistically gone in ahead. Mm. But there, there's just nothing there. There was just, there's no spark, there's no speed, there's no, there's no, no flair. And they always go on about, you, you can't coach flair. But, you know, you can, fall, you can, you know, you can follow play, you can read play, you, you can do it. And there's just absolutely nothing from our back line. And, I mean, we, we got some pretty exciting backs. I mean, on his day, Thomas Williams, George North, Josh Adams, Liam Williams, they can all be absolute outstanding players. And there was just nothing from anybody. No. No. It was all very flat, wasn't it? It's all very... Um, and I know stuff takes time to bed in. It took time to bed in with with Pivac, you know, if it ever did bed in about playing a, a more creative game. But it's, um, yeah, it doesn't look like the players kind of understand what's expected of them sometimes. Oh, but, well, it's a, it's a massive, massive change. I mean, when, you know, Pivac was, you know, given the boot... And Gatlin came in. I, I was I was expecting a coaching change, but I wasn't expecting defense and attack. I thought he, I thought Gatlin would have changed one for the Six Nations and then maybe changed another for the World Cup. So you're only changing one thing at a time mm. because you know just to come in and just full clean sweep going through to a World Cup, it was going to be so hard. 
and when they wanted results straight off the back. You know, it, it's not 2008. You know, rugby has advanced so far technologically and tactically, analytically. It's just not going to work. You can't just put big boys in and say, go beat them up and tackle. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, but it, it's like, where do you go from there? You know, like I said, there wasn't much there to read. They, we'd created a couple of bits that we we failed to 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 put over the wash. We were shouting at each other. Bigger was bigger. Did my head in on Saturday? I'll be honest. He, he... Uh, I w- I wanted to take bigger off the pitch. You know, really early on in the first half, the way he spoke to Dyer, because mm. you know, because he couldn't take a pass, and the way mm. he reacted to a younger player. Bigger was captain, like you know, a few months ago. I, I would have I would have hooked him off the pitch there and then personally. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's kind of you know there's obviously a lot of pressure inside the camp. Um, I think the pressure outside the camp is um, is, is telling as well. You know, with contracts and um, all these other things. But Dan Bigger doesn't have that pressure. Dan Bigger isn't stuck in the the the, the Welsh rugby kind of. You know, merry-go-round of of contracts and this, that, and the other. He, he he's in France and in top money. You know, he's got no reason to. Uh, you know, his stresses outside of the game are minimal. Um, you know, so yeah, I think there's there's a lot of stress inside the camp from from that. Um, and I think it's shown on the pitch. I, I I really do. Players aren't happy. You can see players aren't happy. Everything feels difficult. Um. And, and I think when it, it it will eventually start to click, will it start to click before the World Cup or during the World Cup? Who knows? But I think it's it's a long way off from clicking. Oh, miles, absolute miles. I mean, yeah, he, he Gatlin made some changes to the pack for this game against Scotland and. In all fairness, the pack, you know, they, they did their job. You know, it, it was good to see, you know, Dareth Jenkins and Chris Chuns, uh, you know, actually actually playing. And it was nice to see Reese Davis get on the pitch as well. Mm. You know, they, they are there are some shining lights. Like, don't get me wrong, none of them were outstanding or excellent, but they've done enough for their age and for their experience level to, mm. to warrant a bit of praise. Yeah. I mean, I. I I thought uh, Jack Morgan, you know, he, he was typical of his best game, but he, you know, he was industrious. He'd done all his work, same as Tommy Revel. You know, um, Ken Owens has taken a bit of flack, but, you know, watching all the matches, I thought he was probably one of the better hookers in the Six Nations this weekend, outside of the line-out throw-in. Yeah, they were, and, and you don't expect that from Ken. You don't expect the line-out to go wonky. Um I'd say there's something else going on there because Ken throwing is usually on point. You know? Yeah, with, with throwing in, I, I've always, in, in my own mind, and if I ever tried to explain it to someone, because it's not simple, I've always said that, you know, line-out throwing is very similar to goal-kicking in the fact that the percentages you look at for goal-kicking, you should be looking at similar for, for your line-out thrower. You know, your 90% plus throwing is your world-class players, you know, your 80% is your top end. So uh, for so many to go, it was quite concerning. Yeah. 
and that's what I mean. I think it's probably other stuff going on, you know, in, in the heads in the camp and and what have you. A lot of change, a lot of uncertainty. But um, yeah, we shall we shall see. <laughs> it's, there's no point going over that game and going over it and going over it, and it's just bloody depressing. Is is what it is. It's um, you know, we we used to win game. We used to play really poorly. But be able to kind of stay in the game, and you know, be the last five minutes would be quite exciting because we might nick this, or we, do you know what I mean? Now we're just playing poorly, and it just it, it, there's none of that, you know, keeping it tight and 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 being in the game. You know, there's not competitive in the game. We're just being outplayed. Yeah, it's like like one of the things that I've taken from the last two weeks is. Look, I, I know we had a bad 12 months as a whole, which led to Pivak, you know, and Stephen Jones and Keith and Jenkins go in. But less than a year ago, we got had our first victory away on South Africa soil and we should have had our first, you know, test series victory out there. Yeah. We should have won that first test. Yeah. I know. And you don't go from, a sp- from you know, what was it eight, nine months from that, that place there to where we are now? There's just there's just too too many other issues involved that are causing the problems. Yeah. So let's let's talk about them quickly then. So the the whole contracts thing. Um, December start or first week of December it was where WRU came out and said, you know, we've had a an agreement in principle. You know, we've got a verbal agreement. Yeah. The the heads of terms were signed. In Parker Scarlet's in the Cornell Lounge the, the night before the Cheetahs game. Right. That's when the heads of terms were signed. And, you know, we're, we're talking two months ago now. Yep. Yeah. And we're now in a position where we're still, you know, we're into February now. And, you know, for some people, you know, if you if you pick up an injury now, well, that's the end of your season. And then you've got to try and negotiate a contract. Uh, uh, you know, that doesn't feel right for a player you know it, it, it's going to uh, it's going to put people in an awkward position now and are they going to be able to you know we, we talk a lot as coaches about the outside of the game has to feel comfortable to allow you to play the game to the best of your ability you know we, we talk a lot about that Um and right at the minute, you look at all the stuff that players are having to think about, and you go, "No, that's not <laughs> that's not maximizing, you know, performance on the pitch." We we know that squads are going to be cut significantly at the end of the season, and if you're a big name player, you're going, well, "They could quite easily, you know, cut me," and. You know, for my wages, they could bring in probably two or three junior players. Um, but any way that you know, if you're a senior player, you you know your name would have been thrown into the mix, and other clubs are looking this, that, and the other. But all those other clubs are now picking up players who are available, and you're not even you don't even know that you're available. It's just poor. Yeah, like like player psychology is absolutely massive, and I I know a lot of players have basically been been told 
yes, no, or maybe. But like you just said, if you're in that yes bracket and you pick up an injury, that you know you just you just had that taken away from you. Because yeah. you know if you if you pick up I don't know like a, an Achilles injury or maybe uh, an ACL or even or even a leg break or something like that, that is you for a year at least basically. And you know no one's going to sign you even even your own club. They're not going to say look we'll pay you money to just bloody. Uh, sit on the bench and do rehab for you. you know, it's a business. No one's going to do that. Mm. It doesn't matter how much loyalty you have to a club or to a player. You're not going to spend, you know, a hundred grand on a player who's not going to be on the pitch. No, no. Um, I think Ryan Elias is in that position. I think he, um, from the squad update this week, they said he's had an operation. I think they said... Um, calf or Achilles or Achilles you know that's a you look at Samson Lee how long Samson Lee's been out for and and there's not too much difference for there because obviously front row okay there's not quite as much pressure on the hooker as there are on props but it's still a very demanding you know Mm. part of the body that goes through quite a lot of stress and you know they've said you know end of season does, does that are we only saying end of season because He's only under contract with us till end of season, and we don't need to worry about him after that. Yeah, and there were rumours about him leaving anyway, you know. Um, so if he is going, that's kind of you know shot everything if, straight up the swanny, isn't it? If, if he is going, I hope he's got that contract signed because yeah. otherwise he could be in some real hot water. Yeah. So and then the other bit is obviously Calamaphoni is leaving and I you know we, we'd spoken about the possibility of this happen before um the bit that concerns me with that is he's going to a division two side Second in France division. you know that's that's the level that we're competing with now I know he's at end of career he you know he's what 34 35 something like that and and you know the, the guy is 100% heart when he's on the pitch you know he, he he's a top professional and he wherever he goes you know he'll 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 give 100% up until the day that they say right that's the end of your career son um but you know so so I I don't I'm not that bothered if it makes sense that that he's going I can see the logic for him leaving yeah like I, I'm, I'm kind of with you as well. I, I think California was probably in that maybe category, mm. and you know his age and everything. He was probably thinking, you know, I'm, I'm a foreign import. You know, any money they have is gonna be mainly focused on Welsh talent. You know, if I, if I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send out some feelers, and if I get an offer, I'm gonna take it. Yeah. And fact of the matter is, it looks as though we're struggling to compete financially. With the French second division, yeah, I mean yeah. he's been an absolute stalwart for us for you know uh, for years. I mean I don't think I've seen a game where he's given less than one hundred and ten percent, and the only games he has missed is is through suspension, and and there's not many of them. No. The only thing I can hope for now, and I, I've I've said this publicly, is you know crack on doing your best and just make sure Carwin's ready to take over when you leave. Yeah, well, Dwayne was talking about um, uh, Tupelo too, and Ben Williams, um, who's been playing a lot for Sesley through this year. So both of them ready to come up, which 
in a way in a way that's that's how it's going to be that's how it's going to be for the next probably four five six years well the duration of this agreement is six years so i can see the next six years being you have to bring your players through and your big name players will be welcome to 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 leave and go i think they'll reduce the 60 cap to like 35 40 something like that and and say to big players if you can get a contract in england france whatever you know off you off your toodle release some of the 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 money in welsh rugby and they'll just have to live with you know that that fourth international on um uh, in the autumn internationals you know the money spinner the set the one that's outside of the window that will not have some big names in yeah well besides some players going to england you know because we we know the english stance on releasing players outside of the window there's no reason why these players, why internationals can't, you know, negotiate a contract in France and say, look, I want these four weeks over the season for the international release and work out some sort of compensation or lower your wage demands mm. for that. Because, I mean, players can definitely do it if that's something they really want. I mean, mm. that was the purpose of this 60 cap rule is to make sure for the, the extra time outside of the window. So if players can negotiate that leave anyway, let them go, let them enjoy, you know, go into a different country to experience things under a different coach and a different style of play does wonders for careers. Mm. I mean, when Foxy came back from Clermont, you know, the next three, four years were the best of his career. Yeah. Yeah. He came back with a different attitude and Stephen Jones as well. When he came back from France, you know, they all came back then at that higher level, but yeah, I think, um, I think there's going to be more to come player wise. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see quite a few big names um, being released and, and being snapped up. You know, I think they will get snapped up because we're going to release some really good players. We, we genuinely are. Um, but I think that's, I think we'd be foolish not to. You know, I think we'd be fool. You look at the way injuries and suspensions and what have you have hammered us this season, and then you look at it and you go, "Well, if we're going to go down to our third or fourth choice hooker next season, who's that going to be?" You know, um, so yeah, it, it, it's going to be some really, really difficult decisions. And yeah, the boys in the academy are about to get some really high level exposure really quite quickly <laughs> you know well, you know it's, it's it's what it's what the academy boys should be doing anyway it's what they should be getting during the international windows you know the old anglo welsh they should mm. be you know a bridging competition for these boys and it's, it's just going to come a, a lot more difficult for them from from next season onwards because yeah. they, they don't get to play against teams without internationals they're going in full-blooded yeah and it, it will be make or break for some of them, you know. Um, you know, I thought Janini had a, a, a good game um, against Scotland 20s on uh, on Friday night. So I think it's players like that, you know, Archie Hughes, Harry Williams, you know, coming through uh, a couple of the props, um, whose name I forget, because you know what I'm like with props. Richard. That's the boy. There we go. I'll, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> But I thought I thought they played really well, and I 
I, I look forward to seeing them come in back into you know into the senior squad. You know, Harry O'Connor is play. I think he played for Clefley on the weekend. Um, Pelotu did. You know, they, 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 there's lots of players that get in the game time, and I'm looking forward actually to seeing those players on the big stage now. Particularly you and Shenton. We haven't seen Shenton so far this year, and I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing him. Um, I know what he's capable of, you know, and I just want to see that on a pitch. I, I think we saw five minutes of him in one game early on, but you know that that was literally it. Yeah. So you know that's but, that's not enough time for anyone to show what they can do. No, but I think that was at the part of the season where we were getting a kick in left, right, and centre, and I think he was on the bench for a couple of games and he didn't get on. Because you don't want to put him on a pitch when you're 50, 60 points down and go, this is your first experience of of senior rugby, you know? So, um, yeah, but I think there's, I think we underestimate um, uh, and we try to shield some of our younger players where in England, they've got smaller squads, more games, and those younger players get thrown in earlier. And actually some of them, the, the ones that progress, progress rapidly. So, you know, I'm not that worried. I'm not as worried as some other people that next season's going to be uh, uh, an absolute hellfire. But oh no, I might be wrong. Not next season. Uh, you know, because right now we're in year one of this new deal because it's being backdated to last July. So this is year one. Next year's year two. It's year three and year four that apparently are going to be the the biggest hit on all four regions. There's a supposed black hole that, you know, we're all counting on benefactors to to help cover. So that's when we're going to see, you know, the the worst of this deal. It's not now, it's not next year. It's in in about three years' time. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, uh, yeah. (laughs) It's There's got to be something... You can't Something. say anything. No, it, it's um, it's one of those things that where there's nothing good in Welsh. You, you're desperately trying to find a positive some way and go, well, actually, this is going okay, or that's that's an improvement, or um, you know. But yeah, I can't find anything at the minute, and I'm usually I can usually find something. I can usually go, well, do you know so-and-so's coming through, so-and-so's coming through, but nothing. I've got something to be positive about. Go on in. Scarlet's are playing this weekend. Hey, let's talk about that. <laughs> um, yeah, so Edinburgh on Saturday evening. Have I got Saturday, quarter past night, kick-off. Will you be there? That's the question. This week, I doubt it. Um, Ooh. Yeah, my wife has got a presentation evening and I'm on taxi duty and I'm not sure. I don't think I've got the time in between dropping it. No, I won't. I won't have the time because it's five o'clock. So I'll have the time to get back from dropping her off back to watch the game. But um, yeah, I've got to drop her off at just before five. So that's then... excuses. That is, it's just not good enough. Yeah, no, can't she drive herself? I'm being a good husband. I'm being a I'm being a good boy. Um and stuff like that. So you, you 
had a weekend off rugby not so long ago, man. Haven't you done enough? Yeah, that was for a birthday, though. You know, so, um, yeah, um, I doubt I'll be able to make it. I'm going to try, but I, I doubt I'll be able to, to make it for this one. But what, what oh, are you expecting what? for this game? What, talk to me about Scarlet Edinburgh. Oh. So I've had a conversation with Daryl. Um, what's his surname? Daryl Morgan. No? Morgan. I think, yeah. <laughs> um about the girls and the women's side of things. Um, and he's a really, really... I, I didn't realise he'd been doing it 10 years, you know. Um, but he's a, he's really confident. It's They're going through a rebuilding phase. Obviously, COVID, this, that and the other has, has knocked them. And, you know, the girls' game is still really finding its feet, still developing. But I think that's an exciting time to be involved in the game. Um, and I think, you know, things are going to change and things are going to develop and, and those that are involved in it now will benefit from that in, in the years to come. So, um, yeah. so yeah, girls have got a game. And I, I don't know if, uh, I, oh yeah, I, I don't know if we touched on this last week or if you mentioned or came into conversation with Daryl, but um, it's come out quite recently that the, the girls mixed rugby uh, upper age limit is dropping down to under 11s as well. So that you know, yeah. They, it, personally, for me, it should have happened years ago. You know, there, there's obviously there's a lot of issues in with girls in sport in general, and a lot of things when it comes to the puberty. And uh, I, I don't know, I don't know the word for it. Cause I, I don't actually <laughs> do enough of reading into it myself. But um, oh, it's to do with their mental, mental like, and like period respect and and dignity. And I think that's, you know, lowering that age and stopping those mixes. It, it encourages girls that, you know, you don't have to go and play with boys at 12, 13 years old. So I, I think that's a positive move. Yeah. And like I say, I think it's 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 part of the way the game is moving now. And at some point I can see there being enough numbers to split it all the way down. You know, it don't, you, you don't need to, but um, I can see teams developing where they will have girls sides all the way down, down to under sevens and everything. So, yeah. But anyway, I say, so that's in our bonus pod this week, I chat with, with Daryl. So um, that's a, well worth a, a, a listen because uh, he talks a lot of sense about the women's game and um, why we should go and, and watch the women's game. So this weekend, the girls are in Astrid Manach against Cardiff. So um, this is a difficult one for me because one of my girls that I used to coach gone away to college and is now a Cardiff lady. Um, and she'll be playing what? against... Yeah. No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. Disgraceful. Uh, you, you, you... <laughs> I know. Oh, that, that, that's more than a smack on a wrist. That's 12 months behind bars. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she, she's an awesome player. She, she just used to rip the pitch up when she was playing against the boys. Um, so, yeah. You're going to get I, a name drop? So, um, that'll be Fern, Fern Kumine. Um, her, her dad used to coach me. Um, and she, she's a hell of a player. She really is. So, I'm looking forward to, to seeing her play. Um, just hope not too well <laughs> against her. Uh, but the, the, the Cardiff setup is, for girls is really, really good. Yeah. Um, and I think talking to Daryl, you know, it's more integrated now with the boys um, academy 
and I know they they were there was a lot of talk at the start of the season about how we now develop the academy forward. So you, you'll start to see um, academy buildings. But at, at the minute, we've got the barn. Um, and I think the the plan is to kind of extend the barn for the barn to become the academy. So they'll have their own gym. They'll have their own strength and conditioning. They'll have their own, you know, it'll be a bit more step up from where it is now. So they'll have a sort of under eighteen sort of area within the barn, and then you'll have the acad the the transition academy that go with seniors. Yeah, I think the the trouble is at the minute is trying to find time where the seniors are not using things like gyms and strength and conditioning and and physios and this that and the other. Um, so having a a gym and a, a physio area feel just for the under 18s or just for the the academy um actually makes a lot of sense so fingers crossed uh, like i say there was talk about it at the start of the year i haven't seen any talk about it since but yeah, yeah fingers crossed well it's not really specific but it is part of this new six-year agreement that's you know currently you know going through the motions that there's going to be significantly more investment into the academies and there's minimum spend targets now that all four regions are going to have to commit to their academy and so it's only gonna prosper the you know the academy setups across the board in wales yeah and and that's the way it's got to be especially with you know speaking from from my experience the the challenge of um school and exams and university applications and rugby and then rugby tours and learning to drive and all of these kind of things you know they all add into that bit and you you just want players at that age to be able to go do you know what I'm I'm comfy here I'm enjoying it here and I just want to I just want to play rugby and I I know it's Kind of on the same, but a bit different. I, I know he hasn't played that often for us this season, but you know Corey Baldwin was unavailable for the game because he was having exams. Yeah. And I, I think the fact that you've got a professional setup that is saying you know you, your university, you were you know your education is more important than playing a game at the minute. And I, I think that's only positive. You know if if they if you know scars went in, oh we need to rearrange this, we need to do that, we need this boy in training. No, I think that would have been the wrong way to go about this. So I, I'm really glad that they are very, the scholar team to be very proactive with these boys and girls with their education and making sure that comes first. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, hopefully we'll um, we'll see a lot more from the girls integrated into the academy next season, um, and we will spend a load more time next year definitely with the girls and the development of uh, of that system. So, um, right, let's let's crack on now then with... Okay, so let's take a look at the um, at, uh, the other results from last week. So we had uh, Scarlet's West and Scarlet's East. Do we have under-15s county games as well in the Jewish Shield? Yeah, we, got, we, got some count, we have got some county games uh, to, to comment on, um, but we, we stick with the, the Scarlet 16s first. Um Scarlet's West, had a, you know, they had a bit of a torrid time. They went to uh, Cardiff South and uh, they lost 36-18. But, you know, at the same time, Cardiff South are a very, very strong team. 
you know they traditionally are so you know is there's no no shame in you know there's no shame in losing a game anyway you know it's it's, it's a game it's party development mm. you know you 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 you're not gonna get better if you constantly win 50 mil all the time you need these last lessons you yeah. need the losses and then Scarlet's East were on the training pitch against Dragons Black and the complete complete reversal they won 50 mm. points to 17. So uh, you know they they had a nice out there, you know, few months off, and uh, back into it. Mm. So you know, good good for these under 16s boys to be back and in, in into the yeah. There was a few uh, few uh, there were shield under 15s games this last week. Uh, in the Dewar shield, MMAD uh, beat the Ronda schools rugby 24/7. So you know that's a cracking win for the boys. You know, and it, it keeps their hopes alive. Uh, in, into the plate then Llanelli beat RGC West 46-17 and you know uh, Kamar then travelled up to RGC East and they conceded their first point to this part of the campaign so they were very distraught <laughs> you know they won 36-5 you know they, they, they still can't get over that try they don't know how it happened you know they, I think they're still crying themselves to sleep and uh, <laughs> last game last game for the bowl uh Keredigion travelled down to his line and you know they they, they lost 22-10 but uh, it's a, a, a good game by all accounts from what I've seen and you know it's just, it's, it's good for those boys because you know they've they've only got a few clubs and a couple of schools to work with so for Keredigion to just you know be able to compete at that level I, I think I think is brilliant yeah absolutely absolutely yeah so didn't and, we have um, Pembrokeshire playing this week, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Pembrokeshire playing tonight. They are away at Aberavon RFC. Half past six kickoff. If this goes out in time and people are nearby, <laughs> please, please visit. Give the boys some support. Yeah. You know, it's 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 always good. You know. I, I can remember, you know, being a, a kid myself or when I saw, you know, 10, 50 people that I knew weren't parents, you know, it, it just gives you an adrenaline buzz. So just, you know, if, if you pass in by or you can get down there, go show some support. Yeah, absolutely, because it does make a, a, a big difference to um, to what's happening. Okay. Is that all of the Scarlet stuff done? I believe I just... that is all of the Scarlet stuff. Right. Okay. Let's do community stuff. <laughs> community. Let's go. Who doesn't love the community? Let's let's have a look at Narbeth. Who are Narbeth playing this weekend, mate? Uh, I think they're at home to yeah. Bedwas. Yes, they are at home to Bedwas. And, you know, we're starting to see the return fixtures now. We're, in, we're deep into the second half of the season. And, uh, you know, Narbeth won 27-26 away in Bedwas. And, you know, they had a bit bit of a beating, you know, uh, last week against Pontypool. But, you know, that that's to be expected. Pontypool are, are a level above everyone down here anyway. Yeah. But uh, expecting a, a good performance and... Um, maybe not too comfortable a victory, but you know, definitely a score, maybe two. Yeah, I, I'm thinking the same. They've had a, a fairly good run of it. Um, take the Pontypool game out of it, and they've had a fairly good run of it. Um, so, yeah, I, I'd say Narbeth by uh, 
uh, at least five points on that one. That should be quite a should be quite a good game. It should be competitive at the very least, shouldn't it? it should be a good one. Oh, definitely. Okay, so Division One then. So Velenvoil against Krumach. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, this interesting. This is really interesting because the the earlier fixture finished twelve all. So uh, I, I'm thinking Krimich are going to want to right some wrongs. Mm. And, you know, they, they're still top of the table. Um, you know, it, it's, it's not a one-horse race quite yet, but they, they're going to want to try and make it that one-horse race. So they, they're going to want to win this one, and, and I'm going to back them all the way through. Yeah, I think the interesting bit in, in that league is the amount of non-played games. So... Krimich have played 10 and Gowerton in second place have played 12, but Newcastle Emlyn in third place, eight games played. You know, Klangenich mid table, seven games played. So potentially, you know, they're all within touching distance of of Krimich. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. Like you say, Vellinvoyle is their only slip up through the season. So, and it's at Vellinvoyle, but I, I, I reckon that's a ten point win for for Krimich myself on that one. Yeah, I, I'm not going to put a score line on it, but I, I am, I am backing Krimich hundred percent. Oh. Okay. Um, ne- next up, we got Aberystwyth Swift traveling down to Gasainan. And you know, Aberystwyth they they won this fixture forty five six at home, and uh, I'm expecting something pretty similar on the weekend. I'm expecting Aber to to do a over. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. I can't see anything else other than Aberystwyth win there, so I think I'll be quite comfortable. Um, so then we've got Pembroke at home to Clearly Wonders. <laughs> yeah. Uh... This is a difficult one because, I mean, if you look at the result from earlier this season, 64 points to 12, it's, uh, it's, it's not very nice. Mm. But, um, you know, Pembroke have got to get a win. They've, they've got to. It's, it's just got to happen. Yes. So let's all mentally project now Pembroke to win. <laughs> it, it will come. It will come. It's just one of those things. It's frustrating at the minute, but it's going to come at some point. So yeah, yeah. The way and last, is. yeah, and and lastly in uh, in this division, Whitland were meant to be playing uh, away to Slangenich, mm. but uh, Slangenich are some lucky boys and they are in the cup quarterfinals. Oh, so, that's why it's off, is it? Right. Okay. Yeah, uh, Slangenich are travelling. They're away to St Peter's, and uh, that's that should be a, a a really really good game. No, St. Peter's have they've only lost once this season, and the the team they lost to was Mountain Ash, and Slangenich beat Mountain Ash in the last round of the cup. So oh, you know this okay. is so this is good. It's it's going to be a really interesting game that one is. Hmm. Cool. Okay, so we go for Whitland then. So uh, down into Division Two, um, we've got Fishguard at home to Pontoberum. Yeah, I, I can't see anything other than a fish guard when you're at, you know, 28-3 to fish guard earlier in the season. And, you know, Ponteberum's only win came, you know, uh, against Milford Haven not so long ago. And I, I just don't see them putting up as enough of a fight to win this game. 
Yeah, I agree. Uh, and that should be quite a comfortable win for, for the Seagulls there. Uh, Tembi travelling to Lucha. Yeah, it's, it's never an easy place to go, Lucha. I mean, it's, it's you know, I, I love crossing that bridge. But other than that, <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's not nice. I mean, Tembi won 24-5 at home early in the season. But uh, I'm going to back TMB, but I, I don't think it's going to be quite as comfortable. I think it's going to be a tough fought game. Yeah, I think Lachur is uh, uh, an uncomfortable place to go. But, you know, Lachur a third off the bottom, TMB a fourth from top fifth. We're a TMB one, fourth. two, three, yeah, fourth. So, you know, they, they should have the quality to to get past Lachur there. Uh, and then Milford at home to Nankaredig, which... yeah. I, <laughs> that's yeah, just the hell of a game. Yeah, that's. I mean, I mean, looking at the results from earlier in the season, it was a twenty-seven fifteen to Nant, and you'd think, oh, that was that's quite a close game considering you know how, how Milford have been doing. But mm. uh, I, I think the gap's going to be a bit bigger this time around. Yeah, they've kind of kicked on, and Milford have stumbled, haven't they? And it's um, I I can only see a, a hefty defeat at home, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah, I can't see them coming out on top of that. And so, um, in, in the Division 2 Cup, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they are a part of Division 2 West. We don't normally talk about them, but Kidwelly are in action. Cup quarterfinal away to Bridgen Sports. And, uh, you know, Kidwelly are looking comfortable to, for going through. So, you know, we should have a representative of 2 West in the mm-hmm. Cup semi-final. So that should be nice. Yeah, absolutely. So they, are they still undefeated, Kidwelly? Through the season, oh, I'm I am not 100% sure. I'd have to, I'd have to look that up. Yeah. They're pretty close, but, uh, yeah. They, they've been playing well all season. They were, and it, it backs up from last year as well. I think they only lost out on the last day of the season. I, I know it's a shortened season, but mm. you know, they, they still finished second and you know, they seem to have cracked on a fair bit since yeah. then, yeah. Okay, let's have a look at Division Three then. Lots of um, lots of local games in this one. So Aberaeron hosting Haverford West could go either way that one because Aberaeron started the season well, um, but Haverford West are on a bit of a run. So yeah, and you know, Aber while while still I've said this for a couple of weeks on a row now uh, when we've been talking about them, they they're still winning, but they seem to be on a bit of a slump. Yeah, and um, you know, early in the season, Abba won sixteen twelve. Yeah, I, I don't know which one to go through. I probably could be a reverse. You know, Alfred West. You know, they have picked up from their early season dips. Yeah, so um, I agree. I'm going to go for a Hartford West win. I think. I think it's the. I think they're going to finish the season strongly. So yeah. Uh, Lan against Cardigan. Yeah, Lana, you know, one of three sides in this league that seem really, really strong, along with Lampeter and St. Clair's. And I, I can't see anything other than a than a Lan win. Yeah, I agree. And Cardi just not making any inroads this season and, and Lana kicking on. So that's a comfortable win for Lan for me. Uh, and then we got a local derby, Quinns, Pembroke Quinns against Nayland. So the table in this one does kind of go out the window. Um, Quinns are 
struggling a little bit at the bottom of the table, but they've only played nine games. And then Nayland appeared to be, you know, doing all right mid-table, on, but they played 12. Um, but, you know, these two boys, they're two miles apart. So, um, yeah, it's it's always a friendly game with plenty of. I say, old chap, that was a. I say, round of applause for those boys. Well done. Um, it's it's yeah. just brutal. It's it's going to be a brutal game. Yeah. But I'm going to put Nayland down for a win. I hate saying. Yeah, that. I, I yeah, I'm going to back Nayland for the double twenty five seven early in the season. I, I think it's going to be something similar again. Yeah, just it it shouldn't be, but I think. Um, you know, say young Quinn's team starting to kick on, so yeah, fingers crossed. But uh, it's a nail and win for me at the minute. Uh, St. David's hosting Clannabother, yeah, um, gets about this now. You know, we're, we're coming into my my two favorite teams in the league, and uh, you know, <laughs> they, they should be winning both of them. So, yeah, uh. St. David's, they, they, they beat Clannabother away earlier in the season and uh, I'm, I'm backing them to do it again. Let's do the double. Yeah, absolutely. And I think fancy dress for this weekend has to be kind of all something, all things Irish or something like that. And just after the Six Nations, it's got to be something, you know, Six Nations related. Scotland doesn't well, give you a lot of stuff to dress like, you know, other than a kilt. Yeah, well, maybe... Oh, a bit more romantic. Maybe, maybe we do. You know, it's Valentine's week. Maybe we get them all in big nappies and something. That'd be a good one. Yeah. Dress them as babies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's a good call. Actually, I think that needs to be the the call for Clannabother to uh, fancy dress babies as. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's not too hard to find adult size nappies, and you don't need a full costume. Just chuck <laughs> it over your shorts. You'll be fine. <laughs> Apparently, Martin knows quite a bit about this. <laughs> So, oh, uh, you weren't meant to say that out loud, <laughs> man. Jesus. Um, Tregaron traveling, uh, sorry, Tregaron at home to Langham. So, this this could yeah. be another Langham win, couldn't it? This could oh, be, this uh, is going to be another Langham win. I, I don't care. They win in. Mm-hmm. You know, they've, they've beaten Tregaron once this season. There's a reason Tregaron are 12th and Langham 11th. You know, that means Langham are better. So, Langham are winning. Yeah, I'm going for a, a, a Langham win as well. Um, yeah, I, I just—it's one of those things that they're just going to keep backing it up now, and hopefully they can have a decent run into the end of the season. So there we go. That's all our predictions for this week. Now, at this point, I usually go, "Okay, that's it," and you go, "Oh no, you've forgotten something." So have I forgotten anything? Yeah, did it. I mean, it's, you haven't really forgotten, but it's something I've added on this week, and. Wow. Um, I mentioned them a little bit earlier, you know, in, in our league in Division Three West A, Lampeter and St Clair's, they are they're both in cup action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Flying the flag for three West A. Uh St Clair's are at home to mould. So you know, I'm I'm expecting, you know, St Clair's to progress quite nicely. Uh, you know, mould of, you know, they're up north, so they're gonna be travelling a long way. They've they've only lost two games this season. And they've already, and one of those games was the Colwyn Bay, who who they beat in the previous round. So they've already corrected one loss. Mm-hmm. So uh, they're not going to be walkovers, but I'm expecting St. Clair's to win that one. And the other game, see, is Lampeter traveled Llanaran. Now, anyone who knows Llanaran, it's it's not a very nice place to go. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's if they've got you know plenty of locals playing in that 15, then it's going to be a rough game. 
Yeah. Um, you know, they're no mugs. They've only again, they've they've only lost one game this season to Penturk. And, you know, they they went on to beat Penturk in the last round of the cup. So mm. there's not a team that they face that they haven't won this year. Mm. The only comparison I can find between the two is uh, Lampeter beat Ponteclean 21-8 in the last round of the Cup. And, you know, Penturk beat Ponteclean 28-5 earlier in the league. So, you know, very similar standard uh, based on, you know, what I can physically see because they haven't played each other or many similar teams. Mm. But I'm, I'm always going to back Lampeter because, you know, they, they're a Scarlet region team. So we're going to back them. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. Is that our rugby wrap-up for the week then, mate? Is it all done? Is that all of the I games? I think that's week? everything done. I mean, I'm I'm sure I could find uh, some extra bits to, you know, chuck in. <laughs> I'm sure there's there's some youth games that we could we could yeah, try and have a look at. I had the pleasure of watching a bit of a youth game last Saturday, actually, uh, just before the internationals kicked off. Yeah? Yeah, over on the, over on the back pitch at the back of my garden. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, less said the better. It's it, it, oh, yeah, one of them was there. It was you know it's about committing and uh, but you can see that it was uh, yeah I'm not sorry to not be involved in the youth team. They drive me nuts. <laughs> the coaching a youth team would absolutely drive me nuts. But there we go. Anyway, so lots to look forward to. Lots of stuff. If I can make it to the Edinburgh game, my friend, I will. And I'll drop your line, and we'll have a we'll have a catch up. But uh, it's not looking positive at the minute. But you know, fingers crossed, yeah, it'll be a good game, and we've got something positive to talk about next week. Oh, we will have something positive to talk about. We're gonna have a nice big Scarlet <laughs> bonus point win to talk about. <laughs> it might be the seniors, it might be the 18s boys, it might be the 18s girls, but it's going to be one Scarlet sign we're going to talk about with a bonus point win. We can have. I'm something. hoping it's the seniors. <laughs> so uh, don't forget to listen to our uh, bonus podcast this week with Daryl Morgan from the under 18s girls it's a really interesting listen and um, yeah best of luck to all the girls on the weekend as well and on that note mate I shall bid you farewell we shall catch up and do it all again next week yes it's been awesome Good. love having my little rugby chats with you gives me a, a, you know, a good couple hours away from the missus so you know she's <laughs> She's, uh, you know, she's active than me, so she give me to you. But uh, no, it's, just, it's been great talking with you, and I look forward to coming back next week. All the best, mate. Catch you next week. All the best. Ta-da. And to you, Robert. You have been listening to the Westerer is Bestera podcast from the Scarlet Supporters Pems team. You can follow us on Twitter on Scarlet Pems. Find us on Facebook with Scarlet Supporters Pembrokeshire or email us on scarletspems at gmail.com. And remember, West is best, but Westerer is bestera. Cheers. Sports Social Podcast Network.